Hey ladies, I am so excited to be back with another episode of Her Pocketbook Podcast. This evening, ladies, we're back with our pocketbook guest, Nia Ford, mother, educator, and wife. She's here to talk with us this evening as we dig deep into what is that female intuition, our influences in becoming the women that we are today, and our responsibility to the generation of ladies coming up under us. How do we share that game with them? So as always, grab your glass, find you a cozy spot on the couch as we take you on this journey this evening through the pocketbook. So in our last conversation, we poked upon, um, you know, some of the women in our life that helped us grow, helped us become the ladies that we are today. And I know you wanted to take some time out to kick this thing off and give some special shout outs. So I wanted to start it off out of all respect for our older ladies, for our influencers, for the women in our life that we just start by saying thank you specifically. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Christian, for another opportunity um, to share my story. And um, first, I just want to start off with, um, you know, the three most influential woman in my life um first being of course my mother and then my grandmother who I call Nana and then um another lovely lady who I will refer to as Grandma Thomas so those are the three uh top women I just had to give a shout out to um and I'll probably be of course um talking about them throughout this conversation and then um, I also have some great aunties on my uh, grandmother's side my nana's side who again I'll probably mention um, again but my aunt Patsy and my aunt Thedius um, who have went on um, to heaven in the past couple years but um, I gained some knowledge and some wisdom you know some life skills through them as well Um, they helped me understand who I was and where I come from mm-hmm. and there's another great great auntie um my auntie Shirley which is on my grandpa's side and um she was an influencer as well she kind of helped me understand some things some family dynamics so I wanted to um always give my elders a shout out um even though most of them have passed away um They are in my heart and I feel like they are still with me. I hear their voice um, all the time. And then a few more ladies, um, which I'll dive into later if time allows. Uh, Nita Ali, which is uh, my my daughter's grandmother. Um, She was just a powerhouse. She had a lot of influence um, through my teenage years, my young adult years, up until the last few years ago when she passed. And then I have, um, lovely young lady named Deanna. Deanna, um, I can say a lot about her, but I just want to mention her. She also influenced me and took very good care of all three of my children as they grew up. Miss um, Howard, Miss Richardine Howard is my son's grandmother. Um, Anita, Deanna, and Miss Howard, they were my support team. And so that's why I feel necessary to uh, shout them out because they helped me tremendously with my children. Um, I don't know where I would be without them. And so there's some more, but again, I'll just keep it at that. And thanks again for that opportunity. 
Definitely. You know, they, I wish that we could acknowledge them all while they're here, but, you know, we kind of live and learn as you were talking, you know, you talk about some have passed on. I feel so bad sometimes, you know, when we were younger and we've got older aunts, great aunts, even our grandparents at some times, you know, we took advantage of the time that we had with them. Mm-hmm. And when you were talking about, um, you know, the aunt that just kind of gave you the family dynamic. I sometimes am just like, um, you know, I get upset. Like I had all that time to learn, you know, right then and there about everybody, you know? Yeah. Now you kind of get it passed on, kind of a telephone thing, you got pictures or whatever. And, you know, sometimes my mom should go through pictures. Like I can't remember who that was, but you know, <laughs> we had the time with those elders to, really get knowledge about family and just how you know they got to where they were and how we got to where we are but i'm not think about that all the time when we give shout outs to our elders but they have passed on it's like you know as we get older it's like dang i know the importance of sitting down and talking to an elder and just getting their wisdom and knowledge because they got a whole bunch up there in their mind absolutely absolutely and you know um with each great aunt you know i I spent different times with them, but my Aunt Shirley, who I mentioned, who kind of gave me some history on the family dynamics, um, although I grew up knowing her and was around her, wasn't around her that often until like maybe the last five years of her life. And that's when I learned a lot about her and myself and my family. And so I treasure those last five years Mm -hmm. that I did get to walk with her and learn from her. Um, So... It's unfortunate, you know, they're not there, they're not here anymore. Um, But again, just the little time and the little pieces of information that they did give me throughout the scattered time, I treasure, I treasure for life. Yeah, I have um, my mom's sister and she was kind of the baby of the bunch as far as the cousins and stuff, but she knew so much. Mm -hmm. And when I was younger, she used to, you know, babysit us or, you know, my mama dropped us off there. And... Girls, she would put on some records and it just sit and tell you everybody about everybody. That's your cousin this, that's your cousin that. And she's still alive to this day, but she had a stroke. So she can't do that anymore, you know? She'll still play her music and I'll kind of look at her like, oh, I know she want to say a whole bunch, you know, but she can't. Um, But yeah, I treasured that too. That's an aunt that, ooh, she was the youngest of the bunch. She was a little feisty, gave me a whole bunch of game. Mm-hmm. felt like she just knew everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know that's the kind of effect I hope to you know leave um, for my children and children's children I hope that they you know will grow to learn so much about me and life and womanhood and our family you know and so time you know is important as far as, you know, making sure you share that time and share that wisdom. And, you know, life can be so busy and so crazy, but we have to sit down and make that time and make sure that your family will, you know, be able to kind of continue what yeah. you started and, you know, and share. Because it seems like it's kind of a big gap in between, I'll say our greats, um, you know, kind of first, second cousins and us. I'll say like the dynamic in my family there's a big kind of gap and I feel that my generation you know kind of has to take reign learn a little bit and tell you know our next generation Mm -hmm. because you know how um, 
you know, back in the day, families were together. They lived on the same block. Somebody was around the corner, you know, and then as people moved away and branched off and got their own families, everything kind of spread apart. Then you got these reunions every couple of years. And, you know, every time you show up, it's 15 more people that you've never seen before. But, um, yeah, I think there's just this gap that I've been thinking about lately to try to close up. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, anytime I get around like second, third cousins that are, you know, should be my aunts, (laughs) they're of aunt age, but they're my cousins, just to sit down and talk with them Mm -hmm. and just get knowledge, you know, about their mom, their dad, Mm -hmm. and kind of put all the pieces together and then, you know, have something concrete and honest and, you know, just the truth to tell my kids so they know, even Mm -hmm. if they can't put faces with it, at least they'll know the names. Mm You know, I agree with you with that gap. Um, There's a lot of gaps throughout my family. Um, You know, just kind of like gaps in generation, family gaps, gaps of information. (laughs) There's a lot Mm -hmm. of gaps. Um, And, you know, of course, I'm not going to try to fill all those gaps myself because that would be impossible. Um, But I do take it a little bit more seriously, the gaps, because there's a lot of unknown. Yeah. You know, and so... um, I'm still, you know, studying my family history, who I am, where I come from, and the women in my family. You know, I think that might be a lifelong uh, process. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, because, you know, I want to try to fill as many gaps as possible because when I'm not here, you know, like I said, I want my children and my children's children to keep this going and to know their history. Yeah. Yeah, and if if we go, you talk about a gap. It's like, well, who do I even reach out to? (laughs) Yeah, you know, because my grandmother, my Nana, um, she grew up um, in a different time frame, of course, in the 30s, 40s, and she had like 21 siblings. Um, Very scattered and, you know, very blended family. But um, today, in 2020, she's the last sibling. Mm. So, um, you know, there goes the elders. Yeah. You know, so now going, um, you know, back down another generation, that would be like my second cousins who are like in their 60s and 70s. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Like aunts that are actually aunt ages that are cousins. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's like I should be calling you auntie instead of cousin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, family is family. You know, you learn from um, each one of your family members, you know, especially you learn from your elders, of course, but you can also learn from your peers and, you know, even the younger generation. Yeah, I try to tell my girls that too. You know, a lot of, you know, how we have play cousins and it'd be your, your mom's friends, kids, and, you know, just mm-hmm. even con- consider the people that are around you that you know and love that do right by you. That's all family too, you know? Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, I tell them that's how I grew up. They're like, well, that's not your cousin. Well, you know, it, it is because we grew up like family just because, you know, we're not blood. They were there just as in depth as a blood cousin was so you guys got to remember that just because you're not blood but the people around you that love you that you know want the best for you that's family too exactly I mean that's a huge part of my history as well um you know how I grew up my grandmother Thomas who I mentioned in the beginning of the conversation um I was around her from when I was three months old so Um, You know, that was family. Her family was my family and a a few people who I call cousins today, um, you know, 
that those are my cousins. Yeah. I don't make any difference between blood or relation or anything like that. I grew up with them all my life. And you wouldn't know any different if somebody told you different, you know? Right. No. <laughs> exactly. You know, and you just never know how a family can become family. You know, you have friends that can become family. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I mentioned Deanna, you know, who took very good care of my children. Um, she was growing up, she was a friend of the family, but she was still family. Yeah. Then, you know, coincidentally, when I grew up and became grown and a married woman, I ended up marrying her cousin. <laughs> so we became family again. Right. Real family this time. <laughs> So, you know, family is family, you know, you never know who who will turn into family. I love it all. I'll take them all in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, most of everyone that I surround myself with, you know, is either family or I've been around for 20 plus years. And so they're going to be called family, too. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I have a very close circle and very good supportive thing. I'm very, very grateful for. Very grateful. Yeah, very grateful. You know, even my friends, you know, I have a lot of girlfriends, you know, um, they're girlfriends, of course, you know, partners, sisters, whatever you want to call them. Um, I consider them family, you know, because I've known them for so long. Yeah. You know, know, if you kiki with my family, you might as well be it, you know. Exactly. Well, who is she to you? You know, part of the family. I (laughs) I can't even say friend no more. Break that down. (laughs) <laughs> it's been so long I can't even say for it right exactly yeah it's a good thing it's a good thing especially living in these crazy times you know you yeah. need family you need connection and you know there's so many things in the world that can destroy you as a person and you know destroy your identity your womanhood but if you know who you are and where you come from what shoulders you stand on and you know who you can go to for support then you know you got a good chance of being all right yeah nobody could break that either right right you know um during this COVID season it's just been so difficult of course for everybody and you know um doing the online learning with the children you know that's extremely stressful for us mothers but one thing that just holds me down every day no lie is um memories of my grandmother thomas because she would um pick us up you know all the kids who i call my cousins was about eight deep every day (laughs) um pick us up from school and you know it was a real strict environment we had to go home and you know it was just real structured and ordered have our snacks wash up and do our homework and i just remember every single day without fail sitting at that table all eight of us sitting at that table and we better not make a peep until that work is done Mm-hmm. Um, and you know it just went just like that you know and it was just never an issue never a switch up never a change and um you know that that was some serious values that was instilled in me you know that order and that structure and that love that was given to me from uh, her and her family in that home and so I think about that every day when I sit my son down at the kitchen table you know I'm very hard on him um in love yeah. You know, but again, that's just, you know, what I was taught, you know, high expectations. We're not going to do the bare minimum. You know, we have structure. I know this is not a classroom, but we're going to pretend it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just really, 
you know, I'm thankful for that. I'm really thankful, really thankful. You know, and then my grandmother, Nana, um, you know, she was an educator and that's all she's ever known. And that's what she's known for is an educator. Um, and I come from a long line of educators, her sisters and her mother and brothers were educators and etc. Um, and so that's another value that's just kind of instilled in me. I didn't know that I would be in the field of education, but here I am. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's another reason why I take it so seriously with my son. You know, he thinks I'm a teacher and yes, I am going to be your teacher. I'm your first teacher. <laughs> you know, I'm your first teacher. You know, um, I'm not putting it all on his classroom teacher, of course. You know, so I just have a different perspective you know on on things and doing a lot of reflecting as i'm sure a lot of people should be or are doing during these times just reflecting on who you are you know what brought you to this moment and what strength you know are you relying on right now yeah Yeah. what's what's really getting you up every day you know knowing that you don't have to get up and get in the car and take that ride and park your car and go into an office yeah yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. We all know it's extremely stressful. It's, and some days, you know, I wish I could get up and drive on the freeway. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and get away. Yeah, you know, some days I miss that. But, um, you know, I try to be very optimistic about the situation and just, you know, take things, you know, for what they are. There's nothing I can do about this. You know, I'm gaining some strength muscles. You know, exercising my spiritual muscles, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this process. And, you know, it's, it's actually just been a, a huge blessing for me. You know, I've had an overflow of, of blessings. You know, nothing has stopped. You know, things have changed and things have grown and during this time. And so um, I'm actually loving this moment. You know what? I am, too, because. Like you said, I've been able to reflect and, you know, outside of being able to hone in what my kids are doing versus them going to school. I can see what's going on. I can see their learning patterns. But just as far as me, I truthfully had the time to walk around my house and make a punch list. You know, you think, oh, I want this there. I want to get this. I want to get that. But I've never had the time. You have to rush after work, try to rush on the weekend, squeeze it in. But I literally have had the time to walk around here and just analyze how you know, I want the comfort of my home to be. Mm-hmm. And step by step, because I had the time to think about it and research and actually purchase the things that I truly wanted, mm-hmm. I have the time to just um, do it. <laughs> and exactly. as I sit here, I'm like, wow, like I really got what I want together because I had this time on my hands. Yeah. You, yeah. you don't realize how much time is taken away when you're on that hustle and bustle. Even, you know, um, I've had more time with friends and family than I have had prior to this year. You know, and it's in a healthy setting, you know, mask on, whatever the case may be. But I've been able to see a lot more people, family and friends that I ever had the past year because people, you know, are able to have that time to spend time with people. You know, that's funny you say that because I'm just the opposite. <laughs> I haven't had time um, to see people. Um, gosh, I've just been super busy in, in, in the house. 
Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, I can relate to you as well, you know, just kind of doing some new things and different things in your home because you're in, you're you're at home all day. So of course yeah. you want to, you know, make it a very peaceful and relaxing environment and you have the opportunity and chance to do so. And so I'm doing some of those same things too. But um gosh, between my schedule and my son's schedule, I don't have time to leave this house during the day. Um, you know, I can leave and go to the store, make an errand or, you know. Um, but I have to come back and, you know, if I stay gone too long, it just throws off my whole schedule. Then I'm behind, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't want that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I just haven't had a chance to see a lot of people. Um, I haven't even had a chance to talk to a lot of people, <laughs> fortunately. And, and it's for a lot of different reasons. Um, you know, one of the main reasons I'm, I'm just very focused right now. Yeah. You know, very focused on my home very focused on um you know my children and and my immediate family i'm extremely focused i'm probably i won't say i've this is the most focused i've ever been but again i'm just extremely focused on what i have to do because i have the time to sit down and actually focus yeah and map and plan my my you know my future out and yeah some very important things you know not just what I'm going to do tomorrow or next week I'm thinking about like the rest of my life yeah you know I'm thinking about my afterlife as well yeah you know um legally you know I have to have this stuff documented <laughs> you know so I'm going through that kind of process you know so I'm, I'm just doing a, a lot a lot on on the inside you know yeah I got I got an appointment coming up for set up my living trust yeah, it happened. It's that time. It's move that some time. money around, put some stuff up for the girls, move some money around mm-hmm. just to have, move some money around, do some things with. Yeah. Yeah, girl, it's, it's, it's that time, man. It's that time. And, you know, sometimes I have to remind myself, like, gosh, I'm really in my 40s. Yeah. You know, and I think back when I was growing up, you know, like, a, I don't know, a preteen or a teenager. And I'm thinking back when my mom and my grandmother, you know, when they were in their 30s and 40s and 50s, I remember those days. You know, and I'm just thinking back how they were, you know, and I'm thinking about the differences. Yeah. You know, and um, that puts a perspective you know, on how I move. Um, and then I also fast forward, like, you know, I try to be in teaching mode at all times, you know, around my children, especially, um, you know, my daughters, because when they get my age, I need them to be better than me. Mm-hmm. I need them to be 20 years ahead of the game. Exactly. So, you know, it's just, it's kind of like I'm living in a few different worlds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm living in my world currently. You know, you got about four or five perspectives you have to think about every day. Absolutely, and you know, and I'm I'm just taking all that in and mixing it all up and, and making some magic. You know, and it's powerful. You know, it's it's beautiful. You know, to know that I have such a mixture. You know, to make um, you know what I want out of life. You know, that's what women got to do. They've been doing it for years, centuries, generations. It's good to have options, you know, and it's good to know your roots, your foundation. You know what I'm saying? Like so much was implanted in me, you know, as far as my values and standards and expectations, you know, and um, it's, it's crazy. You know, I feel like hella grown because I'm in my 40s, but at the same time, there's some things and some concepts about life that I'm just now learning and understanding now. 
just actually looking back like well damn you know and like that's what they meant (laughs) yeah and although you know i say that you know i'm rooted and grounded and have a solid foundation you know of course i went off track yeah you know for some years or longer than needed to be you know i'm on track now but um Gosh, I'm so glad I know where I come from. I'm so mm-hmm. glad I know, you know, my elders and my history because that that helped me get back on track. Well, you know, ain't nothing wrong with being on track now because you know we got a few of us out there that can't get on the right train. Still no. can't get on the right train. Yeah. <laughs> Let alone the track. I don't even know where the train station is. <laughs> <laughs> For real. So it's a blessing to even have it together at this point. Yeah, you know. You know, and they say, you know, we're in our 40s. So, you know, some say it's still early. We feel like it's not because how fast the world is moving. But it is because it could have been another 10 years from now, you know. And now you're in your 50s and you hit seniorville. It ain't, you know, that's too late to just be getting it together now. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I mentioned, you know, a few of the women, you know, who really had an impact on my life. And I won't mention any others by names, but, you know, there were a lot of women or several women that I looked up to in some ways, but I also said, I know I don't want to be like that. Exactly. <laughs> you know, when I get in my 40s or 50s or 60s, right. I, I can't do that. And no disrespect to them, just I see that that's not the route that I should be taking, that I want to take. I see what I don't want to be. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You know, um, you know, and my daughter, she was bold enough to tell me, you know, there's some ways that she doesn't want to pick up about me. You know, that's a good thing. Yeah, very good. You know, that's a learning lesson for me. That's a checkpoint for me. You know, um, I learn a lot from my daughters and these other youngsters out here. (laughs) It gives you some assurance. Like, okay, well, you got your head on straight then. Like I said, you you 10, 15 years ahead of the game if you already see what you don't want to do. Exactly, exactly. That's a good point, you know, because I was real young saying that myself, you know, I don't want to be like that. And so now that my daughter is saying the same thing about her own mother, <laughs> I guess that, that could be a good thing. You know, my pastor, mm-hmm. i never forget, um, he said, you know, you always want to have someone younger around mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. You always want to have someone the same age. And then you also want to have someone older than you. And that, you know, it's just very simple. That's a simple, you know, concept to live by. But it just really sat with me because um, it's true. It's, it's very true. And I didn't realize the benefit of having, um, you know, younger people around me until like the last few years. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always kind of had that um, authoritative figure, if you will. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've always been, you know, high end, just kind of real direct. And I've always preferred older people around me, even as a kid. Um, You know, I have a lot of older friends and just, you know, I just wanted to be with the older crowd at all times. And and I kind of feel a little shameful for saying this, but I'm going to be just honest. Um, I kind of look down on younger people. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you five years five years younger than me. Like, I don't need to be around you. Like, you know, right? Like, crap. you don't you don't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, again, growing up or not growing up, excuse me, um, raising my daughter, that kind of checked me and and turned my thinking around. And then, you know, when I got into uh, the work that I'm doing now, um, you know, working with the young kids, it really turned my thinking around. Like, I can actually learn something. 
you know because you know what because we're looking at it at an older standpoint and i just think this is kind of now but it probably has always been um when you're older and you look down at not look down but you're looking at a generation or two younger than you Mm-hmm. you see that focus and determination that you wish you had at that time. Mm-hmm. So it almost just motivates you at your point right now. Like, you know, they getting it together. You know, that that gives me no excuse mm-hmm. to not be. Yeah. That gives mm-hmm. me no excuse to not keep pushing because this kid is doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I get so excited, you know, when I'm around young kids and, you know, Um, You know, I'm an encourager and motivator, you know, just by nature. And I try to encourage and motivate anyone that I'm around, but especially the young people, because they have so much against them. Um, You know, this world that we live in today, it applies to their growth and development. Yeah. Um, They have a different lens than than we do. And, you know, we always say, oh, I did that, you know, back in my day. And, you know, but our world was different. You know, this world today is way different than the 90s. Yeah. They had some of the same experiences and situations, but it's different time. Yeah. And the way they're growing and moving out here is different. Yeah. This is their movement right here, you know. And so, um, you know, I think young people, and when I say young people, you know, I'm talking about kids and, you know, the 19 to 21 year olds and even the 20s, you know, mm-hmm. their 20s. They're smart, um, you know, and I try to give them credit when, when I can. I try to have a listening ear. You know, I don't always want to seem like I'm correcting them. Um, I want them to know that, you know, they can lead, you know, because that's a huge skill that you need to have in life as a woman. Yeah. You know, so sometimes I allow them to lead and so that they can have that confidence and leadership. Um, I think they're an opportunity as well, um, you know, for us to learn and shape the rest of our futures. Um, like I said, they teach me a lot when I'm at work. Um, I think they're very resilient as well because, again, they deal with so much um, pressures, you know. Yeah, so much. And I'm like, dang, if I had to deal with that at 17, 18. I'd break down. Yeah, like I would break down. But now it's just like it's normal. It's normal for their friend to get shot or killed. Mm -hmm. It's normal for grandma to die. Like my daughter didn't experience so much death. Yeah, 19 years old, and she's and not just like distant cousins, I'm talking about grandparents, yeah, aunties, you know what I'm saying? Um, and she's, I just really, I don't understand how that girl's so resilient, you know. And and people who know her and the family, you know, she was extremely close to her grandparents, extremely, extremely close. Um, and I was so like worried about her and just almost just petrified. I think I was more scared than she was when, you know, they passed away. Cause I'm like, what is my baby gonna do? And yeah, she was sad for a minute, but she bounced back and up and just was, she's just very resilient. Like, I think I, I know I was more emotional <laughs> just because I'm an emotional person period. But um, again, they're very resilient. And very- you know, Ania, I think because like you said, they. There's so much going on around them. They're just experiencing all this death. There's just all these pressures. I think what comes with that is they really have a true understanding of, okay, this is just how the world goes. You know, (laughs) no one's going to be here forever. You know, I, after experiencing so much in their short amount of time that they've been on this earth, Mm -hmm. they've got to be in a mindset of, okay, well, 
okay because I got to keep going okay you know like nothing can stop nothing does stop the world just keeps on going so if I have that concept in my mind I really can't be held up you know no matter how close the death is of course they're sad because you know that was my grandparents that was my mother that was my father my sister whomever and you've lost but you know that I have to keep moving Yes. And, and they truly have to keep moving for the person that they did lose, you know, because now I got to prove I got to prove it to myself mm-hmm. because I don't have these people that I can show anymore. So yeah. I think that's where their resilience comes from, because, you know, everything's so fast moving. They almost in their mind don't have time to stop and say, OK, you know, they can't sit too long on something because they yeah. know that everything still keeps moving and they got to move with it. And I think us and you know generations before us things are moving slower yes so we had time to kind of sit and soak in it and oh my god what am I gonna do you know because there weren't all these pressures for us to just keep on going yeah we had time to mourn and just kind of sit in it but now if they get that you know if even if I'm just sitting here for two days everything's still moving outside you know I'm the one that's just sitting here right you know and it's funny you know I didn't learn that exactly what you just explained I didn't learn that until the age of 27 mm-hmm. <laughs> when my father passed mm-hmm. you know I had no idea what death was until 27 yeah you know but on the other hand my daughter her first experience if she doesn't even remember she was probably about three and then it was just like kind of every other year after that um but yeah, they experience a lot more, you know, but then on the other hand, you know, like I said, we all have different experiences and situations. There was a lot more things that I did experience. I did a whole lot. And I know for sure that my kids didn't do that or go through that. Yeah. Now, I know it's some things that they probably did go through and I don't know about, but I know for sure <laughs> what I went through. Right. Because first of all, ain't nobody got no babies. Well, they right. one, but... <laughs> You know, um, yeah, I just, you know, my experiences were a whole lot different. And one of the reasons why I'm so confident, I know they didn't have the same or similar experience because I know what I taught them, mm-hmm. you know, and I know they're not going to go down that route. And I didn't really give them the opportunity to make those mistakes. Hey, keep them busy. Yeah. So. Always into something. Yeah. Involved. Yeah. Keep your mind busy. Keep your mind going. You you don't have that idle. Like I said, you don't have that idle time to just sit. Right. Right. Your mind's forever creating. It's forever moving. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, they have some unmatched talents. You know, they have a lot of talents. I'm seeing a lot of entrepreneurships mm-hmm. you know, um, with these, these young kids. And it just amazes me every time, you know. Because they, they get it they get like I, you know what I could do whatever I want mm-hmm. I really could do whatever I want <laughs> they sure can and you know a lot of kids you know don't have the support you know at home like yeah. we did and they're still thriving you know they're still thriving that's what that's what one of the reasons that makes me go hard with my job is because I deal with a lot of kids who don't have support who don't have mama or daddy or auntie or grandma you know, helping them or supporting them. And, and they just, you know, doing it. They still doing it. They still going to school. They have a job and, you know, doing what they're supposed to be doing as a young 18, 19-year-old. And so, you know, that's why I think, you know, 
God puts people in certain places for certain reasons. Yeah. He put me in front of particular women, young women, you know, because this particular woman needs you today, Nia. Mm -hmm. I believe that God, you know, just kind of puts a set of words, a set of wisdom. You know, he sends spirit to me. You know, and and I'm, I feel like sometimes I'm spirit led. You know, yep. and I kind of go to certain students, not any student, but certain students, mm-hmm. and I let students know, you know, whether it be verbally or just kind of with my energy, that you are blessed to be standing in front of me. You don't know who you just walked into. Yeah, is that the right one, baby? Yeah, versus anybody else you could have walked to on this campus. Yeah, and they understand that. I say about ninety five percent of them understand. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that being spiritual led because spirit led, and I don't even think I don't think it's the students that I deal with. Girl, God leaves me to just random women anywhere. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. the other day, I was taking my girls to go get their school books. And we just a walk and I hear all this <laughs> and some said, turn around, girl, this girl just boohooing, young black lady boohooing in the car. And I'm like, girl, no AC, she's sweating. I'm like, well, what's going on? And she was just like, I just can't take it. I can't take it. And I'm like, well, what are you doing? And like, what's going on? What's going on? And she was just like, I said, it's the kids because she was at the school and, you know, obviously somebody was picking up some books. I said, is it the kids? She was like, I'm pregnant now. It's not this baby. It's just the other kids. What I'm going to do? I said, listen, I don't know what your situation is, but as long as you're doing right by these children, your blessings are going to come to you. You do right by these kids and you do right by yourself. And you're going to be all right, right? And she was like, well, I just, I don't know. Da, da, da. So my girls, my girls and their friend, they were done getting their books. So they ran back and they're kind of looking at the lady like, mom, what's going on? And she's just like, hey, baby, she's just crying. And all of them were like, you're going to be okay. God bless you. You're going to be okay. And her tears just dried up. I said, see, if you do right by these children, you're going to be all right, right? And she was just like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I was like, you know, check back with me in a week because we all got to come up here for the open house or whatever. <laughs> check back with me in a week and we're going to see if you're all right. Mm-hmm. She was like, that's just what I did it today. I was like, girl, stop all that crying. I know you got to get it out, but hey, you got to be strong you know you got a baby in you don't be stressing out that one yeah, yeah and don't let the stress of the other ones get you just do right by them just do whatever you're supposed to do girl that's one girl one time in vegas let me tell us one in vegas i was at a public enemy concert <laughs> went to the bathroom me and my homegirl went to the bathroom and i'm sitting in the stall you know doing my thing and again, I hear this, well, I, I'm trying all I can in the stall next to me. I'm trying all I can. I'm trying. You guys just don't understand. Da, da, da. But my baby, da, 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 right? So, all, I mean, I listened to the whole story, right? So all I could see was this girl's shoe. She had on some black chucks, right? So I finished before her and I'm standing outside. So I told my homegirl, I said, keep your eyes on the floor because it's going to be a girl that's walking out with some black chucks on and we need to talk to her, right? So she <laughs> come out because I, I don't know what she looked like. All I saw was her shoes. Mm-hmm. So we see the black chucks, uh, my friend Robert. She's like, black chucks, black chucks. So she comes out. And I said, excuse me. She's still crying. I said, excuse me, can I talk to you for a minute? So she came over. I said, I was in the stall next to you. I heard your conversation. And I was like, you're going to be all right. And she was like, but I'm out here. So she was obviously she was working because she had a whole little uniform and everything. All right. And she probably looked about 
maybe 22. You know, she wasn't, wasn't 23, 24. So she had to either be a cool 21, fresh new 21 or 22. And I'm like, everything's going to be all right. Everything's, she was like, you just don't understand. I said, so I kind of heard, you know, a lot of the conversation and I'm like, you just got to show and prove. I said, who is that you on the phone with? Your parents? She was like, no, my grandparents. And I said, they have your baby, right? And she was like, yeah, they have my baby. They want to see you improve. They want to see you to be able to come get your baby. They want to see you doing good. So that's just what you got to do. You out here working, get your grind on, work, go back and show them that you could do it. Yeah. And she was just like, no one's ever like had my side or you not had my side. You know what I mean? She's, no one's ever saw my side of the story. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you, you just got to show them. I was like, you know, they're always going to give you a hard time. And I was like, they're not giving you a hard time just to be mad at you. They love you and they want to see you succeed. You got your baby there. They don't know how long he's going to stay there. They don't know what you're doing in Vegas. You know, you in Vegas. Yes. And she's just like, no one's ever had my side. Thank you so much. I'm like, girl, you're going to be all right. Just be random. Yeah. Yeah. Random. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Um, you know, once again, I have some similar experiences as, as well, but um, I find that most people come to me while I'm on the job and, um, but you know, going back to when I was just a little girl, you know, I knew that I had a gift. I knew that I, I was different, you know, just, I'm pretty sure a lot of people feel the same way, but I really couldn't put it all together or articulate it, you know, because I was a child. And all I can remember is just people used to always say I was real quiet, you know, and just she's so quiet and she doesn't say anything and blah, 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 that whole spill, mm-hmm. you know, again, after understanding who I am and why I am, there was a reason, I think there was a, a strong reason and a purpose why I was quiet as a child because, again, I, I think I had that gift, that intuition, you know, about people. There were some people in my family that, you know, just kind of around me, you know, that had some ways and some things going on in their life. And I knew kind of about it, but I couldn't really interpret or put it all together because I was a kid. But then as I grew up and kind of learned more and put the pieces together and I'm like, that's what was unsettling, you know, in my spirit when I was younger. You know, that's why I felt that way about that person when I was younger. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know if that's a good explanation of, you know, me having that gift as a younger child, but I just kind of followed that, you know, and let it develop and grow you know, as I became a young woman, I even had it confirmed, you know, from one of my great aunties I mentioned as far as the gift that I had. And, you know, you can't really talk about this with a lot of people because a lot of people don't understand. They don't have that gift. Yeah, yeah, they don't They don't get it, yeah. how it just comes about. Yeah, and you know, they may think you're crazy or whatever, but, you know, my the elder in my, in my life, my auntie who confirmed it, you know, she told me to make sure you don't talk to people about this and want to want you know all that. That really confirmed, and I'm like, wow, that's power, and that's power that God that I can have, you know. And so that's another thing that really just grounds me. You know, I believe in the Word, I believe in what God says about me, and and that just gives me power, that gives me confidence, that gives me strength. And, and that just allows me to just get up and put one foot in front of the, you know, the other every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God said I can do. He said I'm wonderfully and fearfully made. He said that I can do all things. You know, so that really just gives me power. You know, um, I believe in signs, wonders, and miracles. 
you know, and, and just certain things, you know, in life throughout the day, throughout the weeks and months and years, just really all come together. You know, nothing happens um, by happenstance or by accident, you know, yeah. by divine design. And most of the times we can't understand it. Why is this happening to me? Why me? You know, but again, you know, looking back, I'm, I'm able to understand why every single thing happened to me, the good, bad and ugly. Yeah. You know, you, you can see the whole setup. Yeah, because my whole my life and experiences, they match up with what God said. They match mm-hmm. up with his word. Um, what I see and what I hear, what I feel or touch, it matches up with what he's trying to tell me or show me or even lead me, you know, and that's why I feel like I'm spirit led because everything matches up, you know, and it's it, like I said, it's, it's hard to explain and you can't have this conversation with everyone. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, I even kind of not really scare myself, but just kind of surprised. Like, I don't know. I don't know the right word I want to use. Sometimes things happen and it's just like, oh, I got to write this down. Yeah. So I can just like really remember this actually happened because yep. it's crazy, <laughs> you know, but then it happened so much. Like I can't keep writing everything down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just have to take this. This is a gift. And this is God's voice speaking to me, listen to it and run with it. You know, um, it's, it's a trip. It's a trip, but it's a good thing. It's, it's power, you know, that, that I tap into, um, you know, but sometimes that power is off. You know, sometimes distractions happen. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say outside forces. You know, yeah, the enemy or, you know, the evil one will send things to distract you and take that power away. I believe that it's taken away because it's always in me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and that's where the slip ups come, you know, and, and I'm lucky enough to wheel myself back into alignment. Yeah. You know, and identify, you know, the enemy and the attack. Um you know, and stand on my roots, like I said, and stand on my, my ground and, and, and my foundation I have, you know, but um, it's a trip. It's a trip wrestling with that power. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like I said, I think I said it before in the last podcast, you know, I use that to my to my benefit, you know, especially because, like I said, I believe in energy, mm-hmm. you know, and so, you know, when I'm around people, you know, of course you get energy. I feel energy off top. You know, um, I know that my presence brings a certain energy and I take that for granted. You know, um, I take advantage of that sometimes and sometimes it may be the wrong thing because again, fully taking advantage of my presence, (laughs) you know, that means something. And some people don't like that, of course. Some people might be intimidated by that or some people, you know, might be a little jealous by that. And hey, that's on them because I (laughs) sure walk in and don't care. It's me. Right. <laughs> I have right. And you know that. Hey, in action. Hello. And you know, sometimes you don't even have to say anything. Yep. And that's the thing, you know, growing up, you know, you probably experienced this with your girls. I know you have. Um, you gotta talk to your girls about other girls. Yeah. You know, yeah. Who's gonna hate on you for whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know I just you know, I just tell them keep a watchful eye and you know, they're twelve, so you know, it's middle school. So they're at this stage, everybody's my friend. Yeah. Oh, that's my, you, you meet somebody brand new. Oh, my friend. And you know, me and their dad got to tell them, hold on now. Everybody is not your friend. Mm-hmm. You, you, especially now, you're at the point where you really got to sit back because some of these people you're not even going to know next year, you'll never see them again. Right. But you always have to take the time to kind of sit back and just watch people. 
Exactly. You know, they can say anything, but just watch their actions, watch what they do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're starting to get them like, oh, well, she's mad at me and da da da. She's not going to talk to me just because I did that. It's like, hey, let it go. You didn't do nothing wrong. That's her problem. Mm-hmm. See what I mean? So keep on going. Yeah. If she gonna come around, she gonna come around. If she not, that wasn't for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, again, like I said before, I experienced that growing up. You know, people used to always say, "Oh, she's so quiet." You know, and again, there was a lot of reasons why that was. But you know, I just kind of knew my presence. Like I knew, I knew if I was in the room, the it, something was shifting. Mm-hmm. Something was different. You know, even as a child and. You know, people used to trip like, she's so quiet. What's she thinking about? You got to watch them quiet ones. You know, all I grew up. Mm, girl, I heard all that too. You my mama. We had to come check on you. What is Christian doing? Because she's so quiet back there. She's like, like, you, just, you just be sitting in there thinking. She yeah. do that too. She do that to this, to this day. Christian, Christian Allison, what are you thinking about? You know, like, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just in my head. I'm just thinking. It's all good. But, yeah, you know. I get that. I get that a lot, you know, and. I believe, you know, I believe in, in your silence is power too. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have to find that balance, of course, because you do have to use your voice as a woman. Um, but also you have to be silent at sometimes. You know, you have to be silent. Um, I read a quote the other day and it said, um, sometimes it's good to play deaf. Yeah. You know, in a lot of situations and um they were taught that the article was talking about being silent or being deaf on the job and in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I thought that was really funny because that's kind of something that I'm doing now, you know, uh, playing deaf. Because you know, I don't want to, I don't need to respond to everything. I don't. It's just kind of like, I don't even want to say okay sometimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, you know, it's just like, I'm going to put my headphones on and just get on my computer. Right, exactly. Because you know, I did. I'm, but I hear, but I heard it. Yeah. Now I know how to move. Now I know what tomorrow may bring. The next hour or two, I know how to work with work with the next. You know, my next steps. Exactly. Because I fell deaf to it, but I still heard it. I know how to move next. Right, right. And you know, words can be powerful if you allow them to be. Mm-hmm. You know, and so since they're so powerful you have to have some power to match that and be able to get that you know if it's a negative word or whatever it was said or you know um, said you have to be able to get that energy off of you yeah you know you have to kind of pay it no never mind you know um you just can't let it get to you i mean again you have to just kind of learn how to be silent there's power in that i don't need to respond to everything especially when you know when sometimes it's a lose-lose situation you know, so when it comes to those situations where you either just want me to say something to confirm what you're saying, mm-hmm. or you just want me to say something to counteract what you're saying so you can prove a point to me. And if I know that no matter what it is, you just want to say what you want to say, what is the point of me even engaging in that? Mm-hmm. You know, that's real communication right there because... You know, if you think back to, you know, some of the college courses that you took, you know, in communication. Yeah, come one-on-one. You know. You had to speak with people. For real, like, you have to really break that down. And so now what I've started doing with certain people in my life, (laughs) um, you know, when certain things are said to me, I listen and kind of listen for what kind of response they're looking Mm -hmm. for. 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll ask them, like, what kind of response are you looking for? What what kind of response do you want to have right now? Do you want my opinion? Right. Do you want me to listen? Would you like to have a conversation? Or are you just making a statement right now? Like, I ask those kind of questions because I want to make sure I have a very purpose, purposeful and meaningful conversation. You know, like I said before, I think in my last conversation, I don't talk to just talk. Yeah. You know, if we're going to talk, there's going to be some purpose and meaning behind it. Um, I'm going to hear your side. We're going to hear my side. And we're going to try to come together. And it's okay if we disagree. We're going to figure out how we can move on, though. You know, um, so, yeah, you, communication is a skill, girl. I mean, it sounds, you know, like easy peasy. But you have to really learn how to communicate. You know, and, and a large part of I used to teach this when I was in job searching. A large part of communication, we all know, is non-verbally. Yeah. You know, I used to tell my job searching um, clients, you know, employers are looking at how your body language is, probably more so than what you're saying. Yeah. They read you as soon as you walk through that door. Their mind is made up. You know, so, you know, presentation is everything. Yeah, and and they can sense the attitude a mile away. Mm -hmm. You know, people, people, like, people can sense your energy. Yeah, they can they can send some anger a mile away. Mm-hmm. Angry black woman, mm-hmm. you're desperate for this job, but you're a single mother. All that is all over your face. Yep. You know, so we as women, we have to be mindful that how we show up at any place. You know, you don't want to wear your pain on your face. You know, you don't want to dress like you, you know, just got in an argument with your boo. Or just whip your child ass or something like that. Right. <laughs> you know, even if they if they sit in the parking lot right now crying. Yeah. <laughs> it's easier said than done, but um, you know, you just you gotta show up a different kind of way, especially being a black woman. Yeah. It comes with practice just you know, going through different situations and how you react every time. If we have the same reaction, you know you're gonna get the same results. So try something different next time. Right. Right. And and take a look at why I keep going through the same situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to take a look at yourself. You know, um, that's one thing I learned at a very um, late stage in life is looking at myself. I was always on defense, you know, kind of like a little firecracker. You know, mm-hmm. all the things I say um, in defense, you know, I've never really wanted to admit my wrong. But now, you know, I'm a lot more humble now and I always look for ways I could have did something differently. We all gonna be all right, shit. That's all we can do. I I was talking to, I don't know who I was talking to, somebody, and I was just like, you know, it's just, what COVID has taught me, um, even though we have regulations and stipulations on the world right now, we still got to live. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We got to because you you get too bound up in your mind you're gonna lose days and years and weeks like we gotta live yeah i feel that you know i'd be telling my girls you know i mean things are stopping us but can't nothing stop you like you gotta you gotta live you can't just be sitting here and oh i can't i don't want no we're gonna take us a walk or something you going outside you getting on that bike you doing something like we got to live right i feel you i feel you, you know, that's why i was you know talking about time mm-hmm. time is precious you know you got to be very careful how you handle your time you don't know you don't want no regrets and literally that's something that i damn near think about almost every day like if i die tomorrow 
I don't want to regret this. So let me go ahead and do this. Yeah. You know, if something happens to so-and-so, you know, I don't want no regrets. So let me go ahead and do this. Yeah. I don't want no regrets, man. I take advantage of my time. And that's why I've been so to myself, you know, about this COVID because this is my time. This is my time. Yeah. I ain't never had no time like this to, to devote to myself. Yeah. I want to take this time to thank all of you ladies that chill with us every week. It has been a true pleasure creating content for you all. Nia Ford, I want to thank you. I can't thank you enough for stopping in again and sharing, inspiring and motivating our listeners. As I said before, this is a platform that you are welcome on anytime. Again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies, make sure you stay tuned next week for some more in-depth conversations. Good night. Have thoughts, comments, or just something you want to pull out your pocketbook? We'll leave us a message and we'll answer you live on our next episode. It's easy to do. Just click the message button on our anchor.fm podcast site.